You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to kick off the final home series of the season against the Dodgers. And in studio, we've got Brady Phelps, who's getting all 2016 by logging onto the Twitters, the MyFaces, and the Spacebooks. It makes me feel like I'm hip with the kids. You should know what it's like to want hip to feel with the kids. hip with the kids. You know, that's they're using the Facebook. And since he's the host, Brady got to pick to hang out with one of his favorites, Randy Jones. I would see, I've watched the show on TV, and you would always have RJ with you, and it was never when I was on the couch. Every time I was on the couch, you would never bring RJ. No, I don't. And rounding out the crew, it's Derek Togerson, also a big fan of Cy Young Award winner Randy Jones. That's I was like, awesome. This is the most amazing human being I've ever come in contact with. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Brady Phelps, Randy Jones, and Derek Togerson. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Padres Social Hour. What I can always count on with those intros is that they're never, ever taken out of context. No, never. No. <laughs> yeah. not, no, not at he all. He has way too much fun with the content. He does, he does. Well, uh, welcome. We are here with Derek Togerson, the uh, sports host guru from oh, NBC7. Thank you for that. I know that. you didn't want I me to use the guru term, but he is a guru. Thank you for that. Guru. And then Somebody we got the crafty it. lefty here, That's Randy Jones, who, of course, <laughs> needs no introduction. Uh, Randy, can we just get get something out of the way first and talk about this you are uh, you're playing injured come right on now. man you're playing injured i know that you're the crafty lefty but right now your right rotator cuff it's uh it's basically you're thinking probably torn right it's barking yeah I, i've done something I, you know i tried a cortisone injection and didn't get the spot uh so yeah basically i think next is an mri i have no idea what i did Chopping trees. I don't know what I <laughs> I was doing that last week. Something manly. You were doing Shoot, something really yeah. manly. Ducks. But I'm telling you, no, that's still left-handed, man. The calligraphy. Right arm, right calligraphy? Arm, but it just it, it's it's. Got, I saw you it's just, got my just try to set down your Pokemon Go phone. Yeah. And it looked like you know you were in excruciating pain. So yeah, it, on behalf of of you know Padres fans all all around the world, we thank you for sacrificing hey, to no come problem. here and talk ball with us. It'll, it'll keep me. Uh, it'll keep me awake tonight <laughs> i'm sorry man. i ain't gonna doze up during the game I mean, that this, way. This, this, this is this is manning up right here this is man. yeah. this is this is impressive i like it this is a slow clap and yeah a little you slow gotta, clap you for play, man. we're proud of you bro you know we're proud of you you're you're leading by example you know these guys yeah. are out here playing with nicks and something something and so simple as you know getting in your tr- truck this morning and all i want to do is put the seat belt on nope that's not gonna good happen. safety first i almost fell out of the truck yeah. so bad. not gonna happen i said no that's and i good. couldn't believe that that's not good no. Uh, Derek, uh, this is our first show together. Yeah, I know. It took on. so long. It's uh, the see, This is also my last show hosting, so I don't know if that some, says something. You're saving you know, the like best for last. Okay, is, good. Obviously. That's perfect. That's <laughs> save, save the last <laughs> dance for us. That, that or they were scared it's what they would get. Yeah, with first time together. Here, and they're like, and let's just sneak it at the end. I know. You know, the last thing we actually did together in any kind of formal basis was when I was doing the pancakes for the for yeah. Charity Water. And we did a story on NBC7, yeah, yeah. Yeah, NBC7 did a story, which I'm very thankful for. We ended up raising, I think when you came, we had raised in the $30,000 range, yep. and we ended up raising $53,000. Well, you know, so. Tremendous job on that, by the when way. When you're a guru. Uh, yeah, see, Randy? See? 
Now you're starting to recognize the guru came to my house I and he did a segment. I was actually being facetious, but okay, go ahead. Whatever. No. Okay. Hey, everyone watching at home, we uh, thank you for watching, but we want you to join the conversation because you see what happens when it's yeah. just us leading the a conversation. A lot of inside so jokes. By all means, yeah. please use the Padres SH hashtag and tweet in questions to us. You can also catch us on the MLB at bat app if you are uh, need to leave your TV. Can we also start a RJ's cuff? Hashtag? Yeah. No, we don't need one of those. No? RJ's cuff, yeah. Like, like no, pray for RJ? No, I got a little acupuncture a little bit ago, and I'll, I'll get a little bit more. Can you t- I've never done acupuncture, so. It's terrifying. They, it's they not just either. Go it's in terrifying. You, you come out looking it's like por- Hellraiser? I did it once, and I, I was having, like, an anxiety attack with the needles everywhere. I couldn't go back and do it again. Because I hate needles. Oh, uh, me oh and needles geez. is like Indiana Jones and snakes. It's a very positive you, I gave blood this. Uh, I gave blood on Sunday. I still have the little mark to prove it, saving yep. lives over here. Well so done. I hope your needle fear doesn't keep you from saving lives, Derek. I, I go in there and I just go like, I say, don't tell me what you're doing. <laughs> just don't. And I, have li- I literally have to do this. That's perfect. And the whole time I can't look at Will it. Will you pass out? Yeah. Wow. I seriously will pass. All right, we don't I want people to pass out at home who are afraid of blood. Let's talk some baseball. We uh, Padres obviously had an off game yesterday, so off day, yes, off game. Good news is we didn't lose, so that's, well, that's no, a plus. It's, it's it's good they get an off day this time of year. And I bet that's off days this good. time of year. Especially I, at home. See, I was wondering if, if, it's, if it feels good as a player to have an off day you this late or if they're like we just want to get, I mean, in the Padres' case, knowing they're out of it, we just want to get this over with. I don't, I don't know. What the mindset I, is? Maybe it's different th- with I all would the young think, kids. I would though. think an off day at home because they're kind of rare. Yeah, usually an off day. You get to go home to your own day. bed. You get to go to your family. That's right. Yeah, and, and so it probably feels pretty good. Yeah, I would think. And then what's nice too, give about uh, you know Dodgers another day to you know clinch and celebrate up in L.A. and don't celebrate down here. We don't I need do the Dodgers celebrating down here. It's no. a highlight. I don't want yeah. that. Did it feel uh, like you were a part of it as a Padre fan, knowing that the Padres, you know, like beating the Giants? Had yeah. had a part in in that in that clinch. That was a feel good. I think it w- what, what one thing I think was really special was obviously the clinch w- being Vin Scully's you know in his final moment there at, so at Dodger perfect. Stadium. I know he's going to finish out the season in San Francisco, but I mean to beat. I mean here's some some footage of it. But uh, you know Vin Scully. I I'm obsessed with Vin Scully. I I, I love him. I the greatest love him of all like time. He's a father. I am. I'm I just am obsessed with the man. And so I. I'm very. I just was so thrilled for him that he was able to capture this moment, and and then, and you know, I know that everybody, you know, Padre fans hate Dodgers and Dodger fans and whatever, but sometimes it's okay to take a step back, even in the midst of rivalries, and recognize greatness. And I think that is what Vince Scully is, and I just I love that he was able to call that and oh be I there no for the. No I mean doubt. Oh, I got goosebumps. I was in Indianapolis for the Chargers game. I didn't get to see any of that. Although th- that and the Padres saved my yeah. Sunday after that disaster. But I got back to the hotel and was sitting there and, and having some dinner. And I got to see what happened. And I turned on. I got the audio and, and, almost, and almost choked up right there in the lounge of the hotel watching that because it was it – was That's great. I mean, it was perfect. And, and then seeing the players do tipping the cap. Exactly. And, and you think, you know what, that's – there was help from above there where you have to if you have to have a perfect ending for a guy who was the perfect announcer yeah. and who meant so much to a, I mean the whole baseball community not just LA for so long to have him go out like that with one more tremendous right. moment was it was it was almost yeah. like God was saying you know what this one's for you Vin thanks <laughs> for everything you did one more championship that's pretty awesome right. I mean it's it really is incredible it's like a, it's a storybook ending I think that one thing that Dodger fans maybe don't like to readily admit 
is, and, and Vin kind of brought it back when he wrote his letter. The, I don't know if you guys heard, he put a letter out for the last home game, home series, where all fans got this letter about the 80 years, and the eight, it was in 80 years to the day when he was listening as a kid to his, tr- you know, giant radio in his living room and realizing, I want to be, you know, a broadcaster. I want to be an announcer. This is what I want to do for a living. And, uh, but also that he grew up like a rabid Giants fan. And, I mean, there's no one that bleeds more Dodger blue or represents Dodgers more than Vin Scully. And yet he was a rabid Giants fan, and now he gets to go. Certainly it was obviously the Polo Grounds in New York when he was a kid, but now he gets to go to San Francisco with those same Giants, even though they've crossed coast and close out his career. I think it's pretty pretty special. What do you think about him deciding not to do, one, the All-Star game, not to do the World Series if the Dodgers were to make it? He is declined. Yeah, yeah, I just, it is personal choice, and I respect whatever Vinny wants to do. Yeah. Uh, his great career. And As a and fan, it bums me out for well, sure. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, totally. you'd lo- love to have totally. him there, but, yeah, there's, you know, it, whatever reason. He yeah. really wants to call it quits at the end of the season, and, and well, you've you got to respect that. Yeah, I mean, imagine all of the – I mean, you see every game, everybody, everybody comes up. Bochi came up to, to go hang out in the booth when San Francisco was up there. Uh, everybody goes – Will Myers went up to take a picture with him and pay homage. You know, like everybody is – doing everything they can for this like farewell tour for Vince Scully and I know that you know baseball fans they love their farewells look at that Seth on point nice work blooper I try Will yeah. Myers visiting uh visiting Vince Scully and it's just like and this is what I love so you know Padre fans can't get mad at this this is incredible you know yeah, this that's, is that's like a 25 year old kid who understands you know as, as as goofy as Will Myers can be he's one of those guys who lives in the moment loves the game being around it to understand what Vince Scully means even even to d- these young kids today, that's that's how big this guy you gotta, is. You got to remember, I grew up listening to Vince Scully. And then next thing I know, I'm in I'm in the big leagues. I get my first win at Dodger Stadium. Oh my gosh! And what I'm a local Valley? boy. I'm from Orange County, right. so I'm right there yeah. from the community per yeah. se. And I beat the Dodgers in '73. And I remember the next day when I got to the ballpark, uh, Vinny called me out because he wanted me to be on the pregame show. And you know how excited I was. I can't oh my gosh! I can't imagine. Vince Scully. Yeah, you know, and, and and getting to meet him and talk to him like that, and then that relationship, you know, was was, was forever. There must I have mean, been so many la- surreal moments. The last moments. ten years, every time he's come down, I always make a point to go by, the, you know, up the booth and say hello to Vince Scully. I cannot I tell you how have. insanely jealous I am. I mean, it just, you know, just just a great report, and even my good year, seventy five, seventy six. He would always broadcast Great a report, years, by the way. report to the you know the people in Orange County, you know what, yeah. what had happened in the game in San Diego, whatever. Yeah. He's always great about that, and yeah. I appreciated that. That is so cool. Just awesome. We've got uh, tweets coming in at, to the hashtag PadresSH. East Village Times writes, "I hate the Dodgers with a passion, but will tolerate Vince Scully like a like mm-hmm. I do Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Greatness overshadows hatred by far. Oh, well yes. put. Um, yeah. That is well good. Put. I have never really." thought about just tolerating Jackie Robinson. I don't know that that's a... He was a Dodger. <laughs> but uh, another tweet came in. Uh, we don't have it up, but from Mickey Koch saying, Vin Scully is baseball. And uh, well yeah. I, I can't argue with that. So it's pretty pretty cool, pretty special. And um, we actually saw you know the footage that Seth, very good job, Seth, by pulling up with Will Myers. Will Myers has a chance in these final six games to make some history with mm-hmm. the Padres. He is currently sitting at 28 home runs and 28 stolen bases. So do you think, Randy, Derek, in six games that Will Myers has the capacity to hit two dingers and catch two stolen bases? I think he has the capacity to, sure. I don't think he'll get the chance to. Why? 
because he's, well, it, nobody's in the pennant race anymore, so he, they don't have to worry about pitching around him. But still, it, it, if you look at baseball, and this is, this is the one guy in that lineup that you don't want to hurt you, it's going to be hard for him to get two pitches to drive out of the ballpark over the last six games. Getting on base about Hunter Renfro and guys. There you go. We've got See, people to worry about in the lineup. But they're, huh? still, they're still rookies in their first week and a half in the big leagues. You're going to go after Let's them see, or, yeah. or Will Myers. If you're attacking that I, lineup, who, I you, say who do you not it. let hit you? I say he does it. Yeah? Yeah. I, th- I think he does it today. No. Two no, home no, runs. No, 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 no I'm getting – oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting ahead of myself. I think the stolen bases will be a lot easier to get than the home runs. I'll say that. That's fair. Because I mean, he's going to get walked. <laughs> he's going to be on base, I think, an awful lot more. He'll have the chance to get the stolen bases right. a lot more than he'll have pitches to drive out of the park. That's fair. That's fair. So what are you guys with this Dodgers team, knowing that they've clinched the division, what are you most excited to see – the young kids that we have go against them, go against their. That's that's what it's all about right now for me. I want to see young pottery players getting the experience and watch them play. Yeah, you know, Dodgers can do whatever they want. I mean, they're just preparing for the playoffs, and but you know, I want to I want to see these pottery players continue to play hard and you know and like see what they got. a really good team. I, yeah, I like it. I mean, yeah. so far I really like what I've seen. Yeah, well, let's. I mean, I'm excited um, about that. Let's talk more about the, the young guys that came up uh, from, the, from the Chihuahuas. You know, as we go on in the show, we're going to get to more of that for sure. We've got a big show ahead of us. We've got that. We've, in our next segment, we have a very special guest. Ryan Schimpf is here, and he is going to join us on the couch. Uh, so if you have any questions for us, to, I will be trying to check uh, the Padres SH uh, hashtag as I interview Ryan Schimpf, and we'll try to get any of those questions in. Uh, in the meantime, if you love Padres Beer Fest, well, then don't miss Oktoberfest. On Thursday, September 29th, which is this Thursday, with the purchase of a special ticket package, you'll receive a Padres Plastic Stein and access to Oktoberfest featuring beers from local and national breweries. Tickets only at Padres.com slash theme games. Uh, we will be back soon with Ryan Schimpf on the couch. You don't want to miss it. Back soon with more Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We are back with more Padres Social Hour. We are very lucky to have uh, Ryan Schimp here on the couch with us. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us. We uh, selfishly are thrilled that you're not in the starting lineup tonight because that means <laughs> Obviously. that you can be here with us. Otherwise, you'd be out there uh, doing I did work. ask him, though. You yeah, never, you did. You never know him that second yeah. baseman. He might have been in the lineup. You Rookie question from the crafty lefty. I don't know. Trying to make you guys happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Glad I could be here. Nikki, yeah. Seth, Seth called down to Andy Green and said, you, you know, we want, we want Ryan for the interview today. If yeah. you would mind just giving the young guys that's a shot. Sure I have that that's kind of power. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Is it? So I just said, you know, giving the young guys a shot out on the field. I mean, obviously now these, the, this influx of guys that came from the Chihuahuas team, which were your teammates, most of them, all except for, I think, Torres, you said, mm-hmm. uh, were all part of your team, and you guys were in spring training together. Does this feel like just a great reunion of your old buddies that are all now coming together? Yeah, we got a good group of guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to, you know, come to work and get along and get better together. Uh, you know, we were at spring training uh, for the most part, most of the guys. So, uh, good group of guys, and, uh, uh, you know, as far as the guys who just got up here, good to see them. Uh, you know, finish strong and, and get yeah. up here and uh, and uh, be back with them. Well, they're just making their debut, man. You, what, you feel like a veteran? These guys <laughs> come up, man. You got all these at bats already. And yeah, yeah. So we were talking uh, when they I, first came I, I, up. You were the oldest outside of Friedrich, who's twenty nine. You were the oldest position player in the lineup the other day. Yeah, uh, besides As Friedrich, a I was. The, and I, you're I, a was I was uh, well, the oldest one <laughs> with uh, you know. Some, yeah. 
some those guys the, are, some yeah. least amount of time out there. So. <laughs> right. So, I know. It's pretty yeah, good. It's a little it weird. Fun, yeah. It was fun for us to – I was hosting the show when that lineup happened. It was like, this is insane. Ryan Schiff is the, is the oldest guy oh, yeah. on playing on the field. It's crazy. Yeah, it was, so it was cool. When you came, you came and you got your first hit, you came onto the show right after that first hit on Padre Social Hour, and I remember sitting here talking with you mm-hmm. and – and just listening to how, you know, obviously very humble, very excited, but just like the joy of getting that first major league hit after spending seven years in the Blue Jays system, which I'm sure you get sick of talking about. <laughs> but what in the world happened? You went on an absolute terror at this level. I mean, I, I've never <coughs> seen anything like this. What, what in the world changed from when you got here to now that you have been producing like this at the major league level? Uh, you know, at first I think it was just about just, just really getting comfortable and not – you know, trying to do too much. When you first get up here, you want to do, you want to do so much and so well, and, you know, right away. And uh, it doesn't always happen like that. So it was, it was kind of like a week and a half or two weeks in where I finally just got comfortable um, and uh, just kind of refined the approach a little bit, uh, not trying to swing at everything just because it's a strike. So try to narrow it down a little bit, do a little more homework um, and, and uh you know, just be a pre- as prepared as I can and just keep getting better. And, uh, you know, you still got to keep getting better and making adjustments because everybody adjusts. So you got it. Right. You got I mean, it's even still right now, uh, you know, don't want to be complacent. There's still a lot of room for improvement and got to keep adjusting and getting better. It was just like, you know, the pitching and stuff, you know, you got a little more selective and you continue to get pitches you could drive. You know, it's like the, 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 the pitchers weren't convinced yet about you. And I found some humor in that. But then you start getting their attention. And then now they start pitching you differently. Yeah. And it's all about adjustments up here. Yeah. And, and they, they learn pretty quick. Absolutely. I mean, everybody has video information. That's and, right. uh, you know, I mean, they have the information that we do. So we could see, you know, certain tendencies or whatnot. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's constant adjustments. And not yeah. everybody's the same. So, uh, you know, still working on it. Uh, you know, and you just got to stay convicted to – to you know what your eyes see and, and what you're trying to do up there because it's you know it, it's it's easy to get caught in the trap and you know I've done it uh, trying to play the chess game what they're going to throw you this and that right. it, it's 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 too hard and you're you're never going to win so right. uh, still still trying to make adjustments and and staying with my approach and what I want to do up there. Now here's one of the best things I've seen. Okay, that's here. I'm, I'm out there one day batting practice. <laughs> say hi to Ryan. Turn around, he looks at me and goes. If you were pitching, how would you pitch me? How would you get me out? <laughs> I like that. He asked me that. And, I like that. And Did I you have a good answer? Because I, I understood what he was talking about. And that's exactly what you do. That's how you learn, you know, yeah. how somebody might, you know, approach. And, you know, I told my all speedy men, let him pull a couple, you know, impressive foul. Yeah. But I get him out of way. <laughs> get yeah, him I mean, out of way? That's how I get him out. Lure him in with the inside stuff and then get yeah. him out of way. I, I like to talk hitting uh, or baseball to everybody, really. I mean, yeah. and he was a pitcher, obviously, a pretty good one. So I uh, just like to – get other opinions uh from a, a pitcher or catcher's perspective i'm always talking to guys yeah just trying to just trying to feel what uh you know if i maybe get the same thing from a bunch of different guys well, but uh i just like to talk about the approach and kind of what maybe people see or would do did it become a little bit harder to fly under the radar when you went and got yourself a national league player of the month People started to. I don't people know. started to take note of like, oh, we can't. Uh, this isn't just like the rookie that got called up anymore, and now is a guy that has a little more respect under his belt. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a cool honor. Uh, something, something pretty yeah, special. Yeah, it's amazing. So we obviously this is Padres Social Hour. People are tweeting in questions to us. 
to ask you or comments to ask you. So we have a couple lined up here. One of them is uh, guy Steve. He's saying, you can see it on the screen here, congrats on the breakout season. Continue great success to you, Ryan Schimp. Thank you, Steve. Um, this is a very common theme on Twitter. Everyone loves that you um, are doing what you're doing on the team. Another one from Mickey Koch that says, for Ryan Schimp, how does this grueling 162-game MLB season uh, differ from the minor league baseball travel in season? So um, I'll let you run with that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, de definitely a little different as far as you got an extra month to play. Uh, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, just cash it in and, and sit on it. And, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta bring it. Uh, but as far as the traveling and stuff like that, uh, you don't miss the buses. What's that? Do you miss the buses? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> How about the meal money? Meal money's a little better. Uh, yeah. So everything. I mean, I'm talking about. You know, it's it, it's everything I dreamed of for sure. So uh, you want to definitely want to stay up here forever. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about the. Um, obviously, you played ball at LSU, so you're used to this humidity. Are you kidding me? This is. I know <laughs> to you, you're like whatever. I'm not even breaking yeah. a sweat, but to us here in San Diego. This heat is ridiculous, so I know it's nothing like Louisiana. This is nothing. It's no. nothing, but tell us a little bit about uh, the relief efforts that you've been doing for, for your home state. Yeah, uh, it's not just me. A bunch of guys uh, who played at LSU, um, you know, while I was there, before and after me. Um, uh, we just wanted to get involved when we heard what was going on with the flooding uh, yeah. situation uh, back home in, in Louisiana, and uh, we started a foundation. You can find it on my Twitter page, or you can go to – um, any of the guys involved, like Will Harris or Alex Bregman with the Astros, Anthony Renato with the White Sox, he he did a lot of uh, a lot of the legwork, getting the foundation going. Uh, but we just wanted to do something to to help and 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 just try to raise awareness for what's going on because uh, you know a lot of people were impacted by the flood, um, you know, and I'm not sure how many people had flood insurance because uh, mm. it was an area where really it's it's such a freak accident and right. It should have never flooded. It was just a really tragic thing that happened. Right. So uh, just trying to do something to help out an area that supported us right. for a long time. And it's it's close to home, not far away from me. So uh, just want to help out if we That's can. That's awesome. Yeah, it was something that as a fan, you know, I, I just loved seeing. I loved seeing. I love seeing when any time an athlete that has this incredible platform um, to be able to have their voice be heard use that for good and i think that it was amazing of you to lead by example and i really i i really appreciated yeah, that appreciate and loved that. what you did um but it brings you to my next question which is you know you we, we put your twitter handle up there so people can one find your it's um at ryan underscore shimp and so people can find the relief efforts that you've been doing if they haven't checked it out already yeah. but what is uh what has it been like for the transition from you know minor league Maybe only rabid fans know who you are to major league player on social media. And what is that? What is that difference like been for you? Like, do you keep up with this stuff or do you just kind of not check your mentions? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, it's it's definitely great to have good, great fans and, uh, you know, to get recognized or whatever. People follow you. So it's definitely something that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, have you picked up on everybody using the shrimp emoji? When yeah, you're talking about yeah, you. yeah, hey, roll with it. You know, yeah, do you roll with it? I mean, I've heard, I've heard everything you <laughs> could, uh, you could come up with with the last name Schimpf. But it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's great. Um, you know, we got good fans here, and uh, you know, I, I definitely, you know, love the fans and the support, and uh, you know, everything they bring to the table here. It's, it's a great place to be. Really, hey, is. how do, you, how do you like third base? I like it. Third uh, I mean, I like them all, but uh, you know, I mean, I feel good at third. Um, so I mean, you know. I'd like to say I feel good at any of them. Just, uh, you know, I put a lot of, as far as third, I've played a little more the past 
few years, so put a lot of time in the, over the off seasons. But second, third, it doesn't matter. I, I feel good at, at either one of them. Good, good. Now, do you have a baseball card yet? MLB? I don't know. That's, Come I on. I haven't gotten a hold of one. If we got maybe, a, I think. I, well, I don't know if they if they do them during the season <laughs> or. I, well, there are some that they call tops now. If they're special moments during yeah. the season that happen, they do tops now cards and they do like a limited print yeah. based on who buys have them. Get a hold of one. That's I, one of our goals, man. That's going to make. make leagues, yeah, but I'll make that my goal. I will yeah, get yeah. you a. Uh, we do have more like a lot of people asking questions. Um, unfortunately, we have run out of time. Um, but one thing that I do have to say, every time that we mention your name on this show, you're obviously not present for here to hear <laughs> me do it, but I always say, I am not a shimp, I am a king prawn, because I was t- it's like, have you ever heard that before? Uh, you this, said you've heard it all. This is the first time I've heard that. See, what this is, is that, what I what wanted. Is that from? I, it's from? from like a Muppets movie, which I hate even admitting, no, I don't I never, know anything about it. I've never seen the, Mu- you've seen you the Muppets he's movie. He's calling huh? you a Muppet. <laughs> I'm not, you're a, you're why dead. are you putting words in my yeah, mouth? Why would you do that? I'm interviewing one of my favorite baseball players. You <laughs> called him a muppet. I didn't call him a muppet. I've never heard that I definitely that just called you a muppet. You're a ever. king prawn. You're not a shrimp. You're a king prawn. So is that, that's good? <laughs> yeah, you, right? it is good. King <laughs> prawn is good. Anything with king in front of it know. is good. All right, all right, Thank fine. God you'll be in the lineup tomorrow, man. God, <laughs> you won't have to come back on the show. <laughs> you uh, did a great job on the Cholula Hot Seat. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Thank you again to Ryan Shemp. We will be back with more Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Man, that's so cool. I can't believe, like, I love Ryan Shemp, and I had a blast interviewing him. And I, it's funny, when I interview, like, big league ball players, you know, and I can't even believe I said that sentence, but when that happens, I just think to myself, like, don't say something stupid, don't say, and then sure enough, I start quoting the Muppets like yeah, an idiot. I, that was just really good. But you know what, isn't, yeah. it, isn't it cute to see him getting this excited about it? I do get <laughs> like, so excited. I, <laughs> and you say so I'm sorry, things. I'm not do a you, sports you guru for a major local news station. Do you run home and make a pancake? What do you do? Yeah, I might, I might. I might Have you made a shimp pancake yet? No, I need to. I need there to do you that. go. You want to come over to the house and film the second? Uh, I will, I will sh- gladly. Let's do that. We, we Let's do that. that. I'll give you 20 so you feel better. I'll donate 20 bucks so you feel better doing it. You will? It. Yeah. That's nice. It's actually 100 each. So What? Step it up a bit. Kidding me? <laughs> He's international <laughs> now, man. You got you got it. It's, it's triple digits least. Oh, triple bucks. digits, buddy. Um, no, but that was cool. And I felt bad. Uh, Gavin, you tweeted in something. East Village Times, you tweeted another question asking Shim. We just ran out of time. So thank yeah. you guys for tweeting in questions. That's awesome. <laughs> Keep the tweets coming. We'll still try to get to them using the hashtag PadresSH. Um, before we get to more tweets, though, did you guys happen to catch there were two, like, bench-clearing scuffles yesterday in Major League Baseball. I always hesitate to use the word fight because it's, I feel, it's like, not exa- it's more I feel of like there's got to be punches thrown. It's a skirmish. A fight. Yeah. But I want to I get into it. First, let's get into the, uh, let's see, it was the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And I think it started with Josh Donaldson. Boom, high and tight. So he didn't like that. Now, I, 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 and then here, that's our boy Chase Headley. He didn't like this one. Next one he liked even less. Throws the bat down. And as soon as he throws the bat down, in comes Donaldson which, you know, let's puff our chests out a little more. A little bit of skirmish, ooh, hold me back, hold me back. And Girardi, oh, getting into it with the ump. I love it. Everybody getting angry. And then, boom, another hit. And there, did you see that? It looked like he almost, with his bat, went, you know, like Johnny Roseboro. And, uh, and, it, and it looked like it was – And th- I don't know. Is this a brawl? <laughs> I mean, there's no nah. – 
there's a lot of pushing. Russell Martin thinks he's tough. No, this looks like this looks like an NBA fight where it's just it's a bunch of. Him. I really don't want to hit you because I'll get hit back. When look at this guy. What are you like gonna, gonna do, bro? What are you gonna do, Mel Brooks? Yeah, <laughs> MLB dancing. That's yeah, I just it's to dance. What now? But what? I really like the picture though. He slammed his glove down and you know he, he was said, ready. Bring it on! He looked like he knew he was getting tossed. Oh, he, yeah. he started toward the dugout, and then something must have been said because he just stopped through his government and beelined it right to the plate. You knew he was resigned to, I'm hitting this guy. He was walking off before he got tossed. He yeah. knew what was coming, and then something made him stop and change direction. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said something out there, and I would love to have had a microphone on that field. Oh, man, wouldn't it be was. great? I don't think you want to hear So that. I don't know if you oh, guys yeah, saw filtered, of course. how this <laughs> ended, but Teixeira comes up to bat. And the game that, you know, the Yankees are down by one here. And Teixeira, boom. Oh, and wa- so He's taking his time. Well, you weren't able to see how hard he pimped that home run. <laughs> but wait for this next replay and watch his face when he looks over to the mound as he sort of starts around it. Now, now watch this. This camera stays on him. Ooh. Look, he's almost <laughs> like he's sad he did yeah. it. He's, he's like, like oh, I shouldn't be doing that, this. That ain't sad. That ain't now, sad. Now, if I'm no. Teixeira, Teixeira is normally very reserved. Like, you know, very by the book. He's, he's like Scott a robot Roland, out head there. Head down and put it in, get around Yeah, faces, get your yeah. job done and, and, you know, just put your head down and do work. But there he was doing his own little Bautista impersonation, getting the, the bat flip of all bat flips there. I can't there. think of a better time to do it. Right? Yeah. I mean, after that, I mean, that's – I, I like the that's way. That's putting your stamp on it, right? Yeah. That is, and after so after all that, that's the best time. Yeah, to tell him this dugout. Hey, check it out. Yeah. So there was another brawl that happened that we'll probably get to a little bit later. But first, we got to cut to a break. And on the same night, by the way, as uh, what was our what was our last? What did we have on the last? Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. This is crazy. College night is the same night this Thursday. <laughs> what could go wrong? So, I know. College night in Oktoberfest. <laughs> and Oktoberfest. It sounds like a match made in heaven. College night. It is the last college night of the <laughs> season. Uh, the Padres take on the Dodgers at 6.10 p.m. on the Bud Patio is a live DJ spinning throughout the game. Tickets start at $10 at Padres.com slash college. College and Oktoberfest. It's going to be a great game on Thursday. We'll be back more soon with more Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Uh, Back on the couch is NBC Sports Guru, Derek Togerson, and joining us, a very special guest, Mr. A.J. Cazavell, who is a Padres guru, MLB.com beat writer. In your first season, replacing our, uh, our old buddy Corey Brock as the beat writer. Welcome, A.J. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm a little sad. This, is, this will be my last social hour of the regular season. It's my season. last one, too. I uh, shed a single tear. I'll shed two. Yeah, you'll shed two tears <laughs> on our behalf. <laughs> Um, tell me, I want like I want a little bit of kind of like a behind the scenes perspective on like fans. They're reading your stuff on a daily basis. Uh, you just did a Prodomo piece, which we'll get to in a second. But what is it like to follow a team around for Major League Baseball and have to write about them every single day? Have to interview the players over and over again, the coaches over and over again. Like you're developing relationships, I would assume. Give us in a glimpse into a day in the life of AJ Casavell and what it looks like to be the beat writer. Well, I think uh, you hear players call the season a grind a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you can, I can kind of compare it to that in, in only in the sense that, that there, there are some days where there needs to be something written. There's not necessarily a story that jumps out, so it takes a lot of maybe thought, a lot of digging, a lot of, a lot of research, and whatever else to, to come up with whatever it is that, I wanna, that I'm going to be writing. So I think that's been the uh, – because I've, I've covered baseball for five years, but I haven't been on a beat uh, during those five years. Um, so I think that's been the biggest thing is, is, is 
finding those those little kind of niche stories that I can that I can run whenever they need whenever right. there's a day where maybe there it's a slower the, news the day. evergreens yes yeah. yes now what how much do you enjoy though because I know the same thing in TV you know it's Tuesday is going to be a slow day so mm -hmm. you do something a little bit ahead of time whoa, whoa, you kind of massage it we're on TV it. on a Tuesday right now buddy right exactly today is not a slow day this is an <laughs> incredible day of TV in, on, <laughs> on local TV news it can be a very slow day um, so do, do you maybe enjoy finding those little nugget stories and write and take a little more pride in finding something good that maybe nobody else saw? Yeah, and that's, I mean, there was one There was one story I wrote earlier in the year about Brad Hamm potentially maybe becoming a, a transitioning to being a starter the next mm -hmm. year. Um, I kind of put that on the back burner and waited for a day where there was there was a slow news day and then expanded upon it. That's, that's to me, like the little kind of, the stories that can run at any point are generally the most interesting stories. I did the, the piece I did on Perdomo, which I know he said we'll touch on. That's something that I had, been, ha I had had in the works for two or three weeks, uh, and it was kind of building up toward I knew we were going to have the Monday off day during the final week of the season. I think maybe the most – Perdomo, Luis Perdomo may be the most interesting story on the Padres right. this year. So I had some kind of time to prepare for that and, I, and ended up uh, being able to piece it all together right before Monday. Well, let's get it's into awesome. it right now. You, you, you brought in the lead. Like, what, what was it like writing that piece on Perdomo? It sounds like something you've been excited to do. It's about, what did you learn? I mean, it's about the development of a sinker ball and how he's an amazing story of the Rule 5 guy turning into an everyday starter and, and not just like a fill-in guy, but like a good pitcher. Yeah, I think uh, he might be the most interesting story on the Padres this season. I don't know if my... You're losing your mic a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You'll Sorry, figure guys. it out. Uh, I think he might be the most interesting story on the Padres this season, though, because uh, uh, Ryan Schimpf really came out of nowhere. I know yeah. you guys talked to him earlier. But the Luis Perdomo that I saw pitching in Arizona in spring training was not the Luis Perdomo who we're seeing right now. Yeah. It's, it, it, this, the development of the sinker ball is one thing, but I think just his confidence in general. He's, just a, he's, a, different, he's a different person. He's, kinda, he's, he's got this bubbly presence in the clubhouse where, he's, where he, he like feels like he belongs there. Yeah, and, like and, it, it wasn't, and it wasn't – and he, he really is when you compare him to the guys on, that were on this team – uh, the, 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 other, the other guys that are on this team. Uh, so uh, what did I learn? I think the most interesting thing I learned was the develop how he developed his sinker. Essentially, the, it came down from the front office. They asked him, uh, hey, we, we, need, we need Luis Perdomo to develop a different pitch. We need him to get through mm -hmm. the season because we think he has all this potential. I think the goal at the time was to sneak him through the year. And, and maybe move him back to double A, and then he develops his he develops the sinker. And Andy Green and touched on that as well during the season after he had a really good start. I think, I think it was a complete game where he said, you know, that's a timeline, but it's it's changed now. It's been mm -hmm. accelerated. Yeah. So and so the the they, this this initiative comes down from the front office says something has to change. They're hitting his four seamer. Uh, why don't you try teaching him to sinker? Darren Balsley goes up to him during a game of catch, and all he doesn't adjust his arm motion, doesn't adjust his his wind up or anything specific. He just adjusts. He just tinkers with the grip. And all of a sudden, you've got a pitch that's that's one of the most dominant pitches that a Padre throws. So, and, and he's at this point, he's really kind of firmly established himself as a 2017 rotation guy. Right. And Absolutely. so, and and that's to me, what I saw in spring training and what I saw the first month of the season, I would never have predicted that. And I right. think he's he's maybe the biggest bright spot on the Padres. Right. How they come up with the sinkers? What I want to know because change up, they go with a more of a traditional type of thing. The sinker is something that not a lot of guys throw effectively. Did they see something in his delivery and his hand motion that, to come up? That that's not what you would initially mm -hmm. land on for most guys. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I think the biggest thing was the fact that hitters were squaring up his four-seam fastball mm -hmm. so easily that maybe maybe you add some sink to it. Luis Perdomo said it himself, and, and it, not to tout my story a little more, but he's <laughs> in, in the story he says uh, hitters were kind of sitting on his four-seam fastball, and when they did, they just they, they hit it hard. They hit it right. all over the place. Uh, when hitters, he, he can kind of tell when they're sitting on that fastball. Well, hitters are still sitting on that sinker now, 
and they're just pounding it into the ground for a double play. So with him, it may, maybe it fits because he's a 23-year-old. He hasn't necessarily he hasn't necessarily learned to pitch at the big league level before uh, before this season. And so all of a sudden, he he develops this pitch that it might not be the most deceptive. Hitters might still know that it's coming, but they can't do anything with it other than hit, hit so to the good. shortstop. Right. Yeah, because right. it's got just so much movement. It's very really impressive. Like the development and change has just been pretty remarkable to watch. So final question. If there is one guy besides Perdomo that you think lands on the Padres' 2017 starting rotation that is currently on the team, who would you say that is? Hmm. If you had to pick one other guy. In the rotation? Mm-hmm. On the, in the opening day rotation? Opening day rotation. Because we just had some news come down about Tyson Ross. We're not r- really Yeah, I heard sure. about that, the potential for surgery, and yeah, I'm not really and, sure. And I, th- I think it's, it's, it's a good bet that, he'll, that he's back by opening day next year. But if I had to say one person that, that, that has the best chance – uh, probably Christian, Christian Friedrich. I know he's had an up and down season, uh, a lot of peaks and a lot of valleys. Right. But, but, but the I think if they if they hone that consistency a little bit, right. he's got a he's got a good chance. Plus, he'll have a whole season under his belt. They can kind of build off the, the yeah. innings count that he was on this year. Well, AJ, we thank you very much for joining us on the couch today. I certainly love reading your work, and I love having you on the couch. I'm sad that it's both of our final days here on Padres Social Hour. Shed Com- those tears. Season coming to an end. So sad. But, hey, something to not be sad about, AJ. If you're not doing anything coming up on the 22nd of October, you want to join the pod squad and be a Padres ambassador? I know I do. Now's your <laughs> chance. The Padres are hosting pod squad auditions on October 22nd. You can apply to be on the squad. Visit Padres.com slash pad slash pod squad, not pad, pod squad, <laughs> to apply. Deadline to submit is October 7th. Uh, I know what I'm going to be doing on October 22nd. AJ, you joining me? Uh, I might. <laughs> we'll I be might. back soon with more Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We have got the old gang back together again. As you guys put away putting your cell the phones. band back together. Yeah, Randy, try not to re-tear that cuff as I you know, move no, that I'm phone good. over there. I'm good. Man, so I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch this yesterday. This is something that um, I have trouble, I mean, honestly, I have trouble even talking about. I am a, uh, I know this won't surprise you, Randy, but I am a crier. And, uh, and I get really emotional when I may be attached to a situation or not, but the Marlins, uh, you know, after canceling their game after the tragic death of Jose Fernandez, um, they came back and they all wore his jerseys. Um, you can see here some of the, the tributes that are going on. You're going to see them coming uh, on the screen. Uh, and it just, just was an incredible moment. Um, D, oh, man, I can't even talk about this stuff. Um, so D Gordon, when he let off the game, he, uh, he has not hit a home run yet this season. And he went up, he flipped his batting stance to the right side, he flipped his helmet, he got a helmet with Fernandez's name on it, um, his size, and he went and he you know, emulated the stance of Fernandez, and then he flipped around to the other side, took a couple mm-hmm. pitches, and then went yard, and he hit a ball further than he has ever hit a ball in his life um, to lead off the game. That's and adrenaline. I mean, I just I get the chills even thinking about it as I've watched it. I mean, luckily I've watched it enough times now that hopefully I won't break down weeping like I did the first time. Mm -hmm. And right now, as D rounds the bases, he is weeping. You can see the the players doing the celebration that Jose used to do in the dugout with just such joy and jubilation. Um, They're mimicking him as well, and they're all wearing 16, and they all come together. And, um, I mean, it's just an absolutely incredible moment, not just – uh, for baseball, not just for sports, but for humanity, you know, mm-hmm. to 
um, watched these guys rally around. The Mets who came in <coughs> rallied around him. Um, what did you guys think of this? What was it like for you to watch it? I'm, I was a mess. Well, no, just, it's, it's an honor, honor this young man that, you know, is such a great baseball player. And it's a tragedy. And, 24. And that's all, you know, 24 years old. And, and everything that he took to chase his dream to get out of Cuba to oh get my gosh. to this point and for this to happen. Uh, it's a tragic accident, and it's so unfortunate. And, you know, like a close teammate like that, it's just, you know, it's just tough on everybody there. Yeah, you know, on baseball, you know, <laughs> baseball is, is, a, is a close-knit family. I don't you can see the fights in the rhubarbs, but still, you know, over the long haul. Right, that, but those uh, fights, being, like those things don't matter. If, when, that's even right. if the Mets had fought the Marlins in the game before, that game right there would have been greater than baseball, exactly. greater than sports, and um, you know, and for the you know, for the you know, the same time sequence and the, the passing of Arnold Palmer, a legend, and yeah, know, one of your heroes, I know. Boy, boy, you know, hero of mine, watching him, and he did it right. Yeah, you know, and it's just sad and, that and what he did for sports in itself, and yeah, he, he did reflect on baseball, basketball, all the rest of them. What mm-hmm. Arnold uh-huh. Palmer did, and what he meant to. You I know, got a chance to talk to both uh, of them unreal. one time, and I they both completely lit up the room. When yes. I talked to him, yeah. two great people, great people who were lost in the same day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, I got to meet Arnold. And I can't. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I can't talk about it anymore. Um, we're gonna kick to break. Um, we'll be back more soon with more Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. I almost feel bad coming back to, you know, I'm interrupting a pitching lesson here. Oh, we just Randy Jones how you throw the sinker? to Derek how on how to how to hold a sinker inspired by, a, you know, Perdomo. And, and everybody's different. You know, Perdomo's mm-hmm. is completely different than mine. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And how he gets his with the, with the arm velocity and arm speed. And it's just offsetting the, you know. And it's all about seams off of fingertips. Seams off the fingertips. That's why it sinks. So we know that Perdomo is not in the lineup tonight, and we know that Ryan Schimpf is not in the lineup tonight, as they were both here. Very good. Thank you very much. The starting lineup is brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Leading off is our boy Freddie, Travis Jankowski. The left field is John Jay batting second, Will Myers at third. Uh, first base batting third, Jan Hervisalarte at third base. Hunter Renfro, Carlos Asuaje, Austin Hedges, and Luis Sardinas at shortstop. Pitching is Paul Clemens. The head pack of, uh, of the guys in there, the young guys, they're going to show us what they got tonight. The couch mm-hmm. won on Sunday, and the head-to-head supercuts, head-to-head challenge. So uh, look it's at this. Blooper's close. only up by four. Wow. You getting nervous over there, Blooper? I'm getting a little nervous. Magic my magic number. My magic number Let's has see been that two for a few that days now. It's look at still two. two. Yeah. Look, at, look at that clown. It All right, Tokerson. Who, who Could you, you have got? photoshopped that top hat any worse? No, it's perfect. <laughs> that was actually done by our graphic design department. That was well, I think part of it is like we wanted them to know you weren't really wearing a top hat. Anyway, who you got? Uh, Derek, Derek's picking first, right? Yep. Yes. Who okay, I, I have to go with Hunter Renfro simply because when he played Big Train, which is like a wood bat Cape Cod League kind of thing in Maryland, he stayed at my Uncle Frank's house over the summer. <laughs> so if I don't pick Hunter Renfro, my Uncle Frank will shoot me. Nice. Wow. So let's go with Hunter Renfro. Supercut shout out to uh, Uncle Frank. Who you got, Blooper? Oh, wow, you have Uncle Frank on your side. I'm kind of worried now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go pick with uh, Will Myers. Oh, Will Myers, I've heard of He's him. He's going to get his two stolen bases tonight for 30. I hope he Both, gets his yeah. two stolen bases. I mean, that'd be nice. I'm just thinking the stolen bases tonight. And I hope he gets his home runs, yeah. too. And he'll take it the rest of the week. <laughs> you think he will? Yeah, will. Well, oh It'll be man. like a Roger Maris thing. He gets it on the last day. Yeah. That would be kind of incredible. That'd we don't sweet. have a Mickey Mantle, though, right next to him on this squad. <laughs> this, isn't the, uh, this isn't the 61 Yankees. Who, who's the switch hitter with? Oh, Solarte. 
Switch hitter with it. power. There's our mantle. So there's our mantle. He's the guy. Who would you have picked, just out of curiosity, Randy, out of this lineup, who would you have picked if you were doing the head-to-head -head challenge? The head-to-head? -head? Yeah. Jankowski. Yeah? How you think that Jankowski is going to uh, set some kind of records in the future for Padres stolen bases? Like, was he just getting started this year? I, I think he's just getting started. Yeah. And I, I like the plate discipline, you know, and what he's hitting. Hitting the ball the other way, his work ethic. It's just been a while since I felt like the Padres have been like have a leadoff guy, like a true leadoff guy you can get I, excited about. You know about. What's, what's great? I think you have a few options at leadoff yeah. as well with Marco and yeah. and whomever that, that, that combined 25-man roster is next year. Could be a little bit interesting. Could have I'm, some I'm, rabbits in the outfield. That's what I'm that, – you know, and we were talking about this <laughs> the other day. The 2003 Marlins, Juan Pierre, Luis Castillo at the top of that lineup, Mike Lowell, Derek Lee, a couple 30 home run guys behind yeah, him. That was the spark of that 2003. And then they got Josh Beckett got hot at the end of the year. He was 23 years old. Right. That – they're kind of starting to look like with guys like Aswahe and Jankowski. Like they might be building along that similar kind of lines. Really good outfield defense, really good infield defense, guys who get on base, run the base as well, speed. I kind of like the, the makeup of where they could possibly be going in the next couple of years. Yeah. I'm curious. Too. I've seen that average with runners in scoring position go up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, because you've got like to have that. guys in scoring position a lot, and these guys get in scoring position a lot. And yes, that helps. they do, they do. Uh, that was the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. The Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for a fun episode of Padres Social Hour. Nice job, Randy. Randy, Derek, thank you very much. Very kind of you. It's always a pleasure. Until next with the year guru, for me. Man, the guru. Back tomorrow <laughs> with more Padres guru. Social Hour. <laughs>